It's the Drunk Tank Podcast With Jeff, Gus, Bunny, and Joel And sometimes Jack But no one really likes me Jeremy Grove is a fag Due to technical difficulties, we joined the podcast in progress as Brandon defends his ignorance of spiders. Everyone, I, I see it. I, every I, day. I, I, you see it every day. You see the moon every day. There, you interact with the moon every day in some way, at, or, or every the, night. There's maybe. the moon every night. Thank How about like it's just another it, it's another moon or planet to you or a star? Like wh- by your logic, why would you bother learning any of them? Because so, you're never no, going to go to the moon. So everything, everything that comes up in a given day, no matter how small, you guys, you guys know it, right? No, <laughs> there's some things that like <laughs> you guys think wow. are, you guys are geniuses. Com- <laughs> common pool we are. Knowledge. Are you are you in fucking Mensa? Like, that- <laughs> That's my line, you asshole. You just <laughs> stole my line. How do you know what Mensa is? You don't interact with Mensa on a daily basis. I do interact with Mensa on a daily basis. What is Mensa? It's like a collection of smart dudes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a group you have to apply for. You gotta be smart. That's true. That is true. So it you know, all right. Look, it if, is a if, society. Don't hit balls. The table. All right, all right. My bad. Um, all right. If I get bitten by a spider, I got a fucking phone. I can Google poisonous spiders. I can probably find a database of spiders pretty easily. You know, this I don't. I don't gotta research it. And plus, stop playing with fucking spiders. This does bring up a point, though, is that because all of our memory, essentially, and all of our information is now outsourced to places like Google and the internet, uh-huh. do you need to use your brain to store any of these things if you have something that you can just pull out of your pocket, type it in, and there, then you Yes, because cell phones break, you, lo- you lose signal, you don't want to be stuck in the mountains trying to Google poison a spider when you may or may not be dying because you can't get a fucking signal on the side of a cliff. Well, Fair, point. I, can Fair give, point. I can give you a great example where this actually came up. When we first bought this place, Brandon and I were out here all the time. Like, looking at the building, deciding what we were going to work on. And one of the things we did was we discovered the fact that we had a tree in the back that was covered in poison ivy. I mean, about half the leaves on the tree were poison ivy leaves. Okay. And the reason we were able to identify that was we had that rule of, Brandon, you know this? What, how do you identify poison ivy? Uh... Do you itch? So it's two like days after, 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 after you, leaves of three, you touch let it. it be. Leaves of three, let it be, right? So if there's three leaves on one little branch, then that's probably poison ivy. That's at least a way to identify it. But we just looked at it. We pull it up on Wikipedia on our iPhones, see a picture, and go, that is literally that plant. Here it is right here. This is the future. If I want to know what this is, and I was trying to explain to him that, you know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to know if it was poison ivy, it wasn't even like, oh, I have to go home to find out. There was no way at home to find out. It's like you had to go to a library or look up or, in a, it's unless like, you're a botanist. <laughs> like, I have a sample I'd like to take to the lab. Is this the uh, dot .orgasaurus portion yes, of the podcast? This is the dot .orgasaurus portion of it. Well, but this is – and so Brandon's solution was to get Roundup and spray it all over the tree. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I explained to him why Roundup – why you don't spray Roundup all over a tree. Read, read the damn directions. It's, 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 it's not a threat to trees. It's fucking not. If it was, people wouldn't use it. <laughs> I, don't, no, no, no. I don't think that's what you said when, you, when I said, why did you spray Roundup all over the tree? He said, I asked the guy who worked at Home Depot. He goes, no problem. So, so that's yeah. another instance of don't ever ask the guy at Home Depot anything. The guy at Home Depot doesn't know shit. You know the, the great part of the great part of killing that poison ivy is we live in Austin, which uh, Austin will not vote for fucking expanding a highway, but they'll vote for saving a fucking ladybug. Uh, so it was it was cool. It was cool to like kill vegetation in the city. Like I felt I was, I was getting back at all the frustrations over living in such an environmentally crazy city. Wait, You're insane. 
No. Good <laughs> lord. We did something a little rude. We actually didn't a- tell the guys who replaced our back fence that it was covered with poison <laughs> ivy. We <laughs> just figured they'd be able to, to figure it out on their own. Yeah. yeah, those guys deal with poison ivy every day, I'm sure. Putting well, up chain link fences in yeah. Texas? I'm sure they see, they see it all the time. They probably also know they're spiders. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess. They probably also know which ones to avoid. <laughs> wonder if they eat bread for lunch. <laughs> and knew it had calories. All right, all right. How did you <laughs> That's good. That, that's that's on the list too. You know what? I did not know that bread makes you fat. But I will say, I went to a public school, a shitty public school, and my fucking health teacher, a nutrition, was a, a goddamn coach that spent his all day teaching dodgeball. But you know what? You know what? All you motherfuckers can can acknowledge this. When I did fucking learn about nutrition, I lost a lot of fucking weight, and now I look better than all of you. <laughs> You're also 12 years old. I mean, you could probably drop, like, five pounds in a day if you want to. You know, the craziest part is I'm actually nowhere close to the youngest in the company now. It's weird. Is that true? Yeah. I'm, uh, we have, uh... We Looking have, from our perspective, you're all kinds of close to the youngest in the yeah, company. Yeah, dude, no kidding. <laughs> we got Carrie. Uh, Carrie, obviously. You, I got news for you, buddy. You and Carrie are the same age. You're, like, Carrie, six months apart. Carrie's 19. I don't get us kicked out of, uh, restaurants the in difference, Washington. That is true, you don't. I the do difference between, what are you, 24? I am 24. Going to be 25. The difference between 19 and 24 I think Carrie's is, also 20, isn't he? Or 20. 20 to 24 is like a week. There's I, nothing. I've also never seen a clearer example of shit rolling downhill than this. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon gets on the podcast. It's immediately like, let's target someone else who's <laughs> not in here. It's going to be a never-ending loop. We're going to get Carrie on next week. Carrie's going to talk shit about someone else. and It's going to go on forever. Dude, have you met Carrie? <laughs> in a few weeks, we will actually be making fun of stem cells. <laughs> Dude, Carrie no, can't no, talk shit about any- Carrie. Carrie can't talk shit about Hitler. Listen, that guy is like the nicest kid. Carrie serves a very valuable purpose in this company. He has very healthy organs. You don't know when he's going to be valuable at any he's one time. He's got typo blood. Having talked all that shit about spiders, uh, I did see one when I was out hiking, and I did take a fucking picture of it. So I'll I'll, I'll be straight. You gotta you gotta email me that so I put it. I love that you okay. just you're gonna be straight with us, G. Yeah. I just I, I'm gonna I'm Jeff. I'm gonna show you this picture that that Brandon took on his iPhone. Hey, zoomed in. It's a zoom. <laughs> he, Digital zoom. He found a spider. Digital Look what zoom. he took a picture of. <laughs> it's a daddy long legs. You're the dumbest person I've ever met. No, I was. I'm not a spider. It's a spider killer. You idiot. I was ten feet away. I was ten feet away. Does that? Can that thing fucking jump ten feet? Is that gonna jump ten feet it's and attack me in the face? It's a daddy long legs. Daddy long legs. See again. Google. This, this, this Google. Is knowledge. Google it. How far can that thing jump? It can't, jump. It can't hurt you. It's a daddy long legs. Oh my god, they are poisonous though. No, oh, that's situation. Do you believe that? Yeah, I think they are poisonous, right? But they I just, don't. They Do you believe they... turning on a microwave with nothing in it will damage it? Absolutely. That's fucking bullshit. Are, are you retarded? I'm not you retarded. Can't, you can't microwave nothing. I. It uh, will destroy your microwave. I beg to differ. Does our microwave work now? How many times have you done it? Well, once now. We'll see. Yeah, do it three or four times a day. For... Best part about that is Bernie's like, uh, oh, why didn't you just use a timer? It doesn't have a timer. I haven't verified that yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does have a timer. You also have an iPhone in your pocket that has a timer on it. Oh, That's it was point. upstairs. Stop watch. It was upstairs. Here's what you do. If you well, use why would you leave time. your iPhone upstairs? There could be a spider downstairs. What are you going to do? <laughs> there could be a spider covered in a poison ivy for camouflage. <laughs> Man, I got two or three more things to bring up, but I don't want to make this the Brandon podcast. Oh, uh, we do. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, that's, that's why you're here. This right, is right, the right, Brandon right, podcast. Right. Shit, what was the next thing? The fucking Ikea shit? That was not my fault. That was fucking Bernie's fault. 
How is it my fault? I, I assembled like two or three of those motherfuckers, and there's like 20 pieces each, and then Bernie comes up <laughs> and makes me feel like an idiot for using a regular screwdriver. So Bernie has this industrial drill that I use, and it rips the shit out of one of the drawers. He has he not has my like fault. A, he has a hole in his palm because he put together three IKEA cabinets with a screwdriver. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it's no shame in putting together an IKEA cabinet wrong. You have to do it once in your life where you completely put it together wrong. Sure. I didn't put it together wrong. What? How can you say that? You I just destroyed two of the holes for the drill. Have you ever? Have you ever bought IKEA shit? There's a reason why it's so cheap. It's not even wood. You know, <laughs> does wood have calories? It, and when he said, "I don't know," was it poisonous wood? No, it was, poisonous. it was not poisonous wood. That's how beavers got in such great shape. <laughs> Beaver two point <laughs> Fuck, dude, I look good. I have, I, good. I have results. This is the ultimate defense. I, I got results. So, the industrial drill he's talking about—it's really just a drill. No. It's a Dewalt. No. It's a Dewalt no. drill. I have that no. same drill. It's a nice, normal drill. It is not. And he ta- and he says that he constantly says you can't change speeds on it, but you can do it in about two seconds. You just don't pull the trigger as much. And he yeah. has no look, and he goes from nothing, and he yanks the trigger, yeah, and it goes to full no. speed. Very it's not, it, it's, yeah, you, it's, it's dependent on pressure, man. It's touch-sensitive. Look, look at these hands. These hands are fucking smooth as balls, all right? <laughs> smooth as balls? What kind of balls do you have, man? <laughs> I have smooth balls. No, these Jesus are, Christ. I have, not, I have not worked a legitimate day in my life. Oh, uh, you can't say that. As uh, Brandon's boss, I hope you're paying attention to that. I, I, no, Brandon works very hard. Hey, this is a podcast. Immunity, right? <laughs> immunity. <laughs> immunity. <laughs> you got to sign that shit before you get in here. Oh, fuck. Brandon is an A-class administrator slash producer. As long as we don't ever have a shoot that involves bread-eating spiders <laughs> who are covered in calamine lotion. Do you know what calamine lotion is? I have no idea what calamine is. <laughs> I'll have you know, I've never worked a physical, like a day of my life doing physical labor either. And I can use a fucking drill. That's no defense, man. Congrats, look, look at me. Congratulations, I'm working, I'm working IT at a tech company. You know I don't do shit. I can use a fucking drill. Hey, do you want to paddle? Do you want to triggers work? Do you want to pat on the back? You want to pat on the back? No, I just want to. You acknowledge you a, an idiot. You are. You want a, you want a cookie? Look You're how not. angry Brandon's like fired out of a cannon. Brandon, Brandon's just like coming out swinging. No, this is this he's, fucking he's, Juan. He's young. He can take us all on at the same time. We don't he's, hang he's out. Also 2.0. We don't hang out. We just work together. <laughs> Feels like the rope dope. We've been beating up on him for three weeks, and then he shows up. He's all rested. <laughs> <laughs> not rested, man. I had to be here 7:30 the last two days. Whoa, I know early. it's early. It's fucking early. You know what's really surprising about this company is that Jeff is consistently the guy who gets here first and has been for years. Why, why is that surprising? Well, because Jeff is lazy and he's kind of a scumbag. Was that before uh, I'm a morning. Well? I'm a morning person. Jeff also spent all those years in the Army. You know, yeah. they, they, they brainwash you and change your biological clock to, to get up true. super early. Let me tell you what a typical house a morning is like in my house. I get up at 7.30 and I get my kid dressed. Then I make her breakfast. Then I make her lunch. Then I go outside and I feed the chickens. And by then, I come back in and I brush her teeth. I just want to say, Brandon, at any point, feel free to look up anything that Jeff is talking about. Yeah, right. no, that's no, no problem. I got my phone on. I brush her teeth. I make sure her hair is combed. And then I take my daughter to school. I don't know what my wife does during that point, but it's a, a whole lot of nothing. I got to go get her. I think it has something to do with makeup. This morning, she was going to take Millie to school. I usually take Millie to school, but I wanted to get to work a little earlier today to work on some videos and to try to fix my computer problems that I've been having for two days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did all of those things from seven. And I leave by eight. So I get all of that done in three, 30 minutes, and I take a shower. I did all of that for Griffin this morning so that she could take Millie to school. She still somehow got my kid to school like 10 minutes late. 
We live 10 minutes away from the school. She has to be there by 8.30. Everything in the house was done by 7.58. Still couldn't get my kid to school on time. What is that? Well, she just wrote an entire journal about you guys being lazy, both you and oh, Lily. She, she called you out. Well, somebody should get her because this were is too, bullshit. That, is, uh, <laughs> that you were too lazy to get your own glass of water, even though you're walking around the house with your laptop. <sighs> it's, it's, it's not true, necessarily. Necessarily. What? Should we get her? I, she got up to go to the bathroom, which is right by the kitchen, and I said, could you get a glass of water? Uh-oh. And she said, there she is. She said, yes, I can get you a glass of water. While she was in the bathroom, I thought, oh, I'm going to get my laptop and check my email. So I went and got my laptop. I'd forgotten about the water. I didn't care about the water at that point. And then she got mad. Griffin, can you just not do nice things hey, for Jeff? Brandon, can you recount for Griffin the story in your own words, using simple terms, uh, what he just said about her and about getting Millie to school late? Yeah, uh, Griffin doesn't do anything in the morning. She's kind of lazy. Jeff does all the work. I am not lazy. I have a lot of work to do as a girl. I didn't say anything about you being lazy, <laughs> by the way. All I said is that the things that we have to do in the morning, uh, get Millie up, get her dressed, get her teeth brushed, uh, get her, make her lunch, make her breakfast. I take a shower. I, f- I feed the chickens mm-hmm. out the door. You do none of those things from 7.30 to 8.00. I do all of this for you every day. You know, the worst part is uh, you did everything for us this morning, and I you did a lot. Um, and then we still got out the door late because you left, and you weren't there to, like, get us out the door. I don't know. What, what do you guys do? Do you just, like, <laughs> stare at the wall? No, we change outfits. Do you power down? No, I'm serious. We, Millie and I both changed three times this morning. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, no, I'm sorry, but it's just harder to be a girl, okay? Like, you, you took a shower. Tell me, tell me about your process. You took a shower. Right. Then what did you do? I brush my teeth. Ignoring everything else, just the stuff to get you ready. What do you do? uh, Ignoring everything else? I wake up, I take a shower, I brush my teeth, I comb my hair, I put my clothes on. You don't comb your hair. I do comb my hair. Okay. It looks like you have a little product in there. Yeah, it's some product. I got some some stuff. Okay. And and then I put my clothes on, like every other human being on the planet. That's it. That's all I got to do. Okay. You realize, Griffin, you're training your daughter to be... Make your life incredibly difficult when she's a teenager. Like you're, you're, you're oh, establishing all the bad habits early. With a bad hat, what? Oh shit! No. Brandon two point oh no. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just want to point out we spent the first part of this podcast talking about situations that Brandon can get himself into that he's not familiar with. This is one of those examples. <laughs> yeah. So tell us more about how she's hurting her daughter. Again. No, I got. I got. Okay, let me let me ask you this, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> let me. You you recently started seeing somebody new, right? I did. She's a very pretty girl, right? Oh yeah, she's hot. Does she wear makeup? I don't Does know. Does she shave her legs or armpits? Yes. Do you realize how much time that takes to shave almost your entire body? And I appreciate that. If you appreciate it, you'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair dues. It's just harder to be a girl. Okay, it takes a lot longer. And, okay, so Millie and I are maybe not the most efficient people in the morning. But you know what? I don't even have an excuse for myself. <laughs> it's just fucking hard to be a girl. It takes a long time. Like today, I had to decide: was I gonna pull my hair in a ponytail, or was I gonna like was I gonna do my hair, or was I gonna shave my legs? Because there's just no time to do both. And I chose legs, and so I have a hair, my hair in a ponytail. Those are the decisions the you have to decisions. make when you're a girl. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Well, thank, thank you, Mrs. Ramsey. We, we didn't facilitate a divorce like I thought we were going. I to. was hoping yeah. we would. Yeah. I, was, I was hoping she was coming guns blazing. <laughs> It's because she knows there's no defense. <laughs> well, apparently, it's, it's you're better in the morning and she's better in the evening. Apparently, from according to her how journal, is she better in the evening? Well, you guys are you guys are lazy. <laughs> well, you guys every journal she, every other journal she writes is about you getting drunk and passing out at eight p.m. Uh, with the TV on. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we all have our hobbies, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, I've always I, I don't know if you've noticed this before, Jeff, but I always ask people. What they do at home. I'm fascinated by what you guys do at home. I have no concept of what you do. Like you, you guys leave here at five or five thirty. I 
I really have no idea what the rest of your day is like. You don't want to know. Uh, in the Ramsey household, I can tell you, we uh, deal with being parents until 8 p.m., and then Millie goes to bed, and I start working on Achievement Hunter, and Griffin paints something. Or much. she puts you to work. Or on she puts me to work building or painting something. What time do you usually go to bed? Uh, I went to bed at one last night, so somewhere. So that's about average for me, about one a.m. And then you're a morning person, so you just like what? Jump out of bed in the morning? Yeah, I get up about seven, seven thirty. Man, it takes me like an hour to wake up. Really? No, mm-hmm. I'm like as soon as the alarm goes off, I'm up. No problems. No, I, I have the worst time. Like I will hit the snooze button for. 30 minutes and not realize that I'm doing it. I have no and idea like, what people did before this news button. I fucking get up and I, I probably I got up, I think. I, I probably don't wake up till after I'm already here at the office. Like, I, I wake up and I'm at my desk. I'm like, well, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just like in this fucking trance. Sleep induced amnesia yeah. until then? It's great though because you feel responsible at night and you're going to set my alarm for seven. But then you wake up, you just like snooze button like eight times. Hey, Gus, what happens at the Sorolla household? You uh, leave here about 5 30 every day. What yeah. do you do from 5 30 to pass out? Normally, I just get drunk and play video games. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. You go home and play video games all night. Yep. See, I don't do that anymore. It's like after after my kids go to bed, which for me is like 8.30, they usually go to bed. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit older one. So maybe till 9. And then after that, it's like between like 9 and midnight are kind of like lost hours for me. You just space yeah. out? Not, not to space out, but it's just like, you know, just do random crap and just bleed away the, those three hours. I can fall asleep at 9. If I fall asleep at 9 or 10, I wake up an hour and a half later. Like, my body thinks I'm doing a nap thing. Mm. But, if, but if I go to bed at, like, midnight or 1 a.m., then I just sleep straight through. It's when, weird, yeah. When you get home, are, are you kind of burnt out on the computer? I mean, do you, do you spend a lot of time online? I don't or? have a computer at home anymore. Really? Yeah, I don't have oh, wow. one. I have my iPhone, and that's it. He spends a lot of time texting me about stuff. I do, I, and I feel guilty about that. I text you guys at night about random stuff. And I'm That's just totally like, fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. I, I've done, I don't I'm mind. playing video yeah. games, sometimes watching TV. I'm probably on AIM talking to people anyway. What uh, What happened on my text? What's how that? I, how come I don't get any texts? Because I'm afraid I might get one back. You, you, said we, <laughs> you said we just work together. We don't hang out. He, and so I was complaining about that. I'm convinced Gus had a... Uh, a party at his house for welcoming, and no. I wasn't invited. No, no, no. Gus doesn't do that. No, no. we no. had one party. I don't uh, believe it. Before you got hired at my old house, and I, I, I can never top that. So it's just that's that's it. I Gus can is never a have party. Yeah, Gus is like a party a decade kind of guy. So I mean, when it comes to like official parties and things like that, Gus and I are on the same page. We're just like, eh, you know, like we yeah. go to events. Even GDC is in Austin this week, and we're being invited to parties, and it's just like. Why don't you come over here and hang out or yeah. play poker yeah. over here? You know, no, the PAX party was a pretty good time, though. No, no, the PAX party was different, though. The PAX party that we threw, which I haven't talked about that yet, but we threw that. We rented out a bar and we just invited people we knew over to come drink with us at the bar. That's way more our speed than we already did the thing with the the clubs and all that stuff with the goddamn music. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where you go to, go to a club is just ridiculous. We used to do that every year for South by Southwest too. Party. We would rent out a bar called Bull McCabe's and do essentially that PAX party in Austin. They like two or th- two or three years, I think. Yeah, I think we did it twice. Twice, man, it was that, fun. Do we that, do, do we want to start talking about how uh, we're going to be doing some more events next year? Speaking uh, of, uh, you know, do about. we have that uh, list? Finally? We don't. We don't have a list. We're working on it. <sighs> it's I'll, a big I'll, list. I guess what we can say for now is that we're. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the party. What? Man, my uh, my wife messages me. Like, I don't think she realized how text messages work. She thinks they're, like, AIM. 
and she sends me a, I can't turn this off. <laughs> she sends me uh, text messages that are like one word at a time. She sends me a sentence across about twenty different texts. You do that too. I, do, I, guess, I guess I do it a little bit. Yeah. But you remember when, when text messages first came out? Aim at a, a sync to it, but you only had. There was no like unlimited text. You only had a certain amount a month. So you had a, the, all those assholes who would just like text you one word because they knew it was going straight to your phone. It was just going to charge you a billion dollars. Or am I the only one who has who know people who don't like me? No, I do that to Robert Koo whenever he goes, especially like out of the country. I think he went on a trip to China one time. <laughs> Robert, Robert Koo's the guy that runs Penny Arcade. I just send him endless texts. He's like, you fucker, these cost me a buck, a buck a piece. And how I'm, much? And I, uh, I keep a tally when I send them to him. How much did that email you downloaded cost you? <laughs> Where was I? You were in uh, France, maybe, or somewhere? Yeah. Or maybe it was Australia or New Zealand. I was in somewhere. I was somewhere with my iPhone, and there was a four meg PDF attachment. And I think I was paying something, some retarded amount of money. And these guys, they were proofing it. It was, like, I think, for a calendar or a poster or something. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, I made a small change. Here it is. And it's like, oh, I don't like this. Can you change this? And they would reply and keep the attachment going, and it kept going back and forth. And my iPhone's just checking email. $380 from that one email <laughs> yeah. chain we calculated. I paid for this PDF going back and forth like 20 times. Awesome. Nightmare. <laughs> I will say this though. at and is pretty cool about that. I hate at and for just about anything in the world. But if you go overseas and you don't have an international plan, they will retroactively add it to your account. Yeah. You know, that's a great way to get a sponsor burn. <laughs> What's that? at and Oh, fuck. You think, people, you think sponsors actually listen to the content? Yeah, I don't, and I don't think that there's really podcasts. I'm convinced that no one really advertises on podcasts anyway. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. You know, I don't think I so. I think maybe on the, the top two or three, you know, downloaded. and. How did Adam Curry get so rich off podcasts? Is he the only guy that made podcasts money? Adam Carolla. He, no, Adam Curry. Adam Curry? He made money off of podcasts? He made like $100 million He had podcasts. companies that had VC. Yeah. Did you guys see The Social Network? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's, very, it's really interesting. You know, we... It's the, the economics of uh, startup businesses have always been interesting because people get very excited about that VC money, which is great if you know you're the, one of the top guys pulling a salary from it. But it's, people get excited. It's like they got a, they got three million dollars in funding this round. It's like yeah, they're awesome. Look at how great this company is. Like you would get excited if you if they phrased it as this company got a three million dollar loan. You know, it's like yeah, it's not revenue. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't think Adam Curry could have made could have bought that. That castle in Ireland purely off of VC money, could he? Um, he had a company that he sold. He had like a ah, – that's, that's like Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban had Broadcast.com right. and uh, brought the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. That's it for Brandon. Throwing out a term, he'll know. There you go. <laughs> so, and then wow, he, he, he sold so Broadcast funny. to Yahoo right before – it's one of those timing things where he just got it in at the right time. Then the, then the dot-com came and hit, and he converted all that fake dot-com money essentially into a real asset like a sports team. Yeah. And I also heard a cool story about Mark Cuban that he uh, had a bunch of friends that he did a lot of things with and that he just basically bought every house on a cul-de-sac and gave his friends houses so they could just always hang out together. Yep, I have also heard that story. That's you know, pretty he, cool. He, he when can, are you going to do that for us, by the way? Dude, if I make, if I make like Broadcast.com, Dallas Mavericks money, I'm going to get all new friends. So, <laughs> so you all know. You're going to hang out with Mark Cuban? I mean, we, we'll work out a severance or, or something like I'll that. I'll take that. Fuck it. Okay, I'll buy the cold as I can come visit you guys. I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not living next door to Jeff's lawn. I don't think it's fucking rooster that crows. Oh, that thing's awesome. He has a rooster in a suburban neighborhood. Yeah. There's a lot of people with, uh, with roosters in our neighborhood. I'm not I the would, only one. I would, uh, honestly, if you were my neighbor, I would fucking shoot that rooster. <laughs> it crows in the morning. I just, oh, if, yeah. If my dog barks twice, I'm out there shutting my dog yeah. up. Good yeah. luck shutting up I, I, I would be complaining if uh, if I heard them. 
I think Jeff and I live far enough apart to where I don't hear the rooster. Thank no one, God. No one complains though, right? No. Like Gus is right. There's there are so many people with chickens and roosters in our neighborhood that there's a Facebook group for it. I mean, it's a it's a whole thing. So people are used to it. There's well, we had, if, it's we on, had, if it's on Facebook, yeah. we had goats in our neighborhood for a while. Jeff, if I lived next door to you, I would come over every day and choke your chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, events. Thank yeah, you. so we're going to, you know, we've been kind of uh, staying away from events for a couple of years. We used to do a lot of them. We used to do probably, what, 20 events a year? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm just going to get derailed. Uh, and, but we had stopped doing them. We only did San Diego Comic Con and Penny Arcade Expo for the past few years, but we've decided to start doing again, events again in 2011. I well, think that, fortunately for us, they kept making new packs <laughs> conventions. Yeah. So, yeah. so think, we're still working on a final list. Uh, I don't know where we'll be exactly, but we will be doing some around the U.S. and potentially some overseas as well. In a city slash country near you. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I think one of the, the sad things about whenever we post about where we're going to be at, um, most of the comments are, oh, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. But hopefully um, – You'll we, still get those comments. Don't worry. It does. <laughs> doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We literally got a comment one time saying, oh, we're going to be at Baltimore at Otakon. And somebody wrote us and said, that's on the east side of town. When are you guys going to come to West Baltimore? Literally the same city. Yeah, what, another, you- another time, we, uh, someone wrote in asking us to go to Toronto. And we're like, you're in luck. Our BBTO is in like two weeks. We're going to be there. We're going to hang out. And they're like, yeah, but I live in the suburbs. Um, <laughs> that's kind of far. That's downtown. It's kind of far for me. You're in another fucking country, you asshole. We also had a dude send a nasty email one time that said, I'm really sick of you guys going everywhere in the world but New York. Why don't you guys ever come here? This sucks. And I, I wrote him back and I was like, dude, we've done six New York events in the last two years. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't go to those. Dude, dude wanted us to come to West Baltimore? Have you guys seen The Wire? <laughs> Why would anyone go there? Why does Baltimore support that show? That is the uh, anti-tourism. It, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, it's like... Uh, well, I guess I guess we can't really talk about it, but we had an idea to shoot uh, this apocalyptic thing in Detroit, and it'd be great to try to convince the Film Commission of Michigan to use one of their major cities as a world gone to flames and, and death. It, you know, the sad thing is Bernie and I are actually from Houston, and uh, RoboCop 2 is supposed to be sad. set in Detroit. Uh, they filmed it in Houston because uh, Houston's kind of shitty. Was and it RoboCop 2? RoboCop 2. I did, I did not know that. I think it was supposed to be – Houston was supposed to be OCP City or whatever the hell that was. No, that was uh, Judge New, Dredd, wasn't it? New Detroit, wasn't it? Didn't, didn't the corporation in RoboCop build their own city? Definitely Detroit. What's that? Definitely Detroit. But it was New Detroit, right? Yeah. Not Old Detroit. Oh, yeah. It's, a, well, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a new in front of it. Crime-ridden hellhole. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess – look at it. Filming locations. Fourth Ward, Houston, Texas. Yeah. Fourth Ward. What's the what's the bad one? The Fifth Ward. Fifth right? Ward. That's where Ghetto Boys are from. Yeah, with Bushwick Bill. Yeah, he's dead, right? Nope. No, Bushwick Bill's alive. Yep. Really? Ghetto Boys. Is that a wanna be a baller song? Wanna, wanna be a baller. baller. Yeah. I wish I was a little bit taller. No Ooh, baller, shot collar, twenty inch boy. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like that. At oh all. no, Ghetto Boys. That's the Office Space song. Yes, yeah. they're the Office Space people. It's there pre- you go. Ghetto Boys like super hardcore rap that hasn't sold out. Scarface. Like, they're not and major sellouts like Easy E. Yeah. <laughs> Ghetto Boys. You know it. Yeah. Uh, Mine's playing tricks on me. Damon feels good to be a gangster. Gangster of love. You know the hits. Good stuff. You should hang out with Scott. I got a buddy Scott who is way too white and way too suburban to know as much about hardcore gangster rap as he does. <laughs> He's seriously into it. He's the reason I know what Ghetto Boys is. Oh, really? And I know the whole, the whole backstory of Bushwick Bill. <laughs> not uh, not because you grew up in Houston, in the Fifth Ward? No. <laughs> no. Houston's a weird city in that everybody who lives in Houston lives on the west side of Houston. There's literally no east side of Houston. 
the the eastern border of Houston is essentially downtown, and everybody lives to the west. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. And it's like they live in places like Katy. What is and East? Sugar what Land. is East? Like Pasadena? It's oil That's, refineries and the port. Uh, east uh, Pasadena is southeast. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's all industrial. It's like Sim City, basically, <laughs> where it's like they have the downtown with the commercial area, and then yeah. they put all the oh, industrial. They, on they put side. all that yellow stuff east, the blue stuff central, <laughs> and the green stuff west. Bernie's actually from a uh, from a leaf, which is kind of like a, a ghetto suburb, still the suburb, but yeah, it's kind of it, it became. I it, I'd like to think it came from the streets of a leaf. You know, <laughs> I've been to your neighborhood and your childhood house. It seemed okay. Yeah, it, I mean, it's you know, it just changed a lot. You yeah. know, over time and. uh but it, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like you never, you never know. Like a neighborhood that you grew up in will be completely different. But it got, it got a lot more hardcore after I left. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, were, you, you weren't you there to hold it down. Space. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at like the the notable alumni from our school, and there's like an Emmy winner, and then some kind of scientist guy, and then like some other kind of artist, and then every year after that is rap star, rap star. Guy who went straight from high school to the NBA, Rashad, Rashad Lewis. Rashad yeah. Lewis, yeah. Wasn't Destiny's Child from your neighborhood? I think I think Beyonce went to my high school. Yeah, and uh, but she didn't go to my did high you, school. Uh, did you hit that? <laughs> <laughs> For many reasons, no. <laughs> Mainly because I think she was like four or five years after me. But yeah, it was. Um, it, it, I went to a high school that's really interesting called Elsick High School in Houston, and it had five thousand kids in the high school. What's your I, mascot? Uh, it's a ram. Nice. And in fact, the the reason why church is light blue is because that was my color in my high school. That they, light uh, blue and white. Huh. They, they they have an entry in Wikipedia. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. And they have notable alumni, notable alumni, and you're not in there. I'm going to add you in Wikipedia. I think I think somebody when I talked about Elsie one time, generally added me before, and somebody else removed me. Oh, so that's bullshit. That's that's totally fine. Bernie's high school is actually next to hey. another high school. Yeah, that's about the weird. Nine thousand kids. Yep. Within a mile of each other, so it's, it's not even a mile. It's like one block. The, the there's two high schools in the district, and Elsick is right across from Hastings. So your rival high school is literally next door to you, and they and they share all the same facilities and all that. Like we have one stadium, and the home games alternate. And then when those two schools play each other, it's crazy. There's a gun battle too at the stadium. There probably is now. A few years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when they uh, shot. when they come to steal your team ram, they don't have to walk it very far. <laughs> No, they don't really. We, didn't, we never had an official ram. We had a we had a we had a guy named Joey in a ram. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joey <laughs> is what we had, and uh, yeah, but they, they, it's, it's always pretty cool. Like the Elsa Casey games, like it's nuts. But the really crazy thing is when you go in Texas, eighth grade is middle school and ninth grade is high school, and they actually have a ninth grade center now where all the ninth graders go. But back when I was in school, they had a lottery, and they would determine since the schools are next to each other, you're not based on geography which one you go to. So they had a lottery, and you would be picked for Elsick or Hastings, which was a huge deal. And you, there were all these rules that if you had an older brother who went to the other school or an older sibling, then you could automatically choose to go to that school. It's, so it all stayed. That how it's like Harry Potter, right? Like the Sorting Hat. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't know. I never. They didn't put. I, a, think, uh, I think it's more like the Bloods and the Crips. <laughs> exactly. You get your bandana, and then you're off. To, you're get on the right bus, so you don't get stabbed or whatever. But uh, but it was interesting, and, I, and it's weird because that's the high school that I went to, and that's to me normal. But it's, I realize it's so weird now hearing other people's high school experiences that you wouldn't be on a city block with essentially ten thousand kids from two different high schools in that one city block. Seems like a mistake. It does seem like a mistake, right? Yeah. Well, they corrected that mistake by building a, a building that connected the two high schools. Actually, so they're now actually technically connected. Really? Yeah. It was just like there was the distance between them was literally the size of a soccer field, and that was it. But we had cool facilities. Like, we had a natatorium. I don't know oh, too many fancy. people had a natatorium. How, with 9,000 kids, though, like, 
how would you even know if somebody was from your rival school? You, it's, it's not like you could physically meet every single person in your school. I had 1,100 kids in my senior class, and we had a reunion. I was like, I don't recognize any of the people on the list that are there, and I had other stuff to do, so I just didn't even go because it's like, I don't – I don't know any of these people. Yeah, See, I didn't go to my high school reunion because I did recognize the people on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hated, hated, beat me up, beat me up, beat me up. Like, what do you do? Go like, hey, yeah. uh, what you doing? Working at the Chrome Factory? That's yeah. cool. Didn't we determine that the Chrome Factory went under? Yeah, yes. I think we determined That's the Chrome really Factory sad. was gone. Crippled our local economy. You think Facebook has hurt the class reunion business? I would say Yes. Because I think a lot of people go to class reunions purely to see what's up, how people aged, what they're doing with their lives. And if you can get a snapshot of that and not get on a plane to do it, then why bother? Yeah, you don't actually have to talk to them and deal with yeah. bullshit. Who's pregnant? Who's fat? That's a good one. Who gained a lot of weight? Not you, buddy. Not me. You and your bread Fucking holding it down. Lost 16 Keeping it real. 16 pounds. He lost a bunch of weight because he got bit by a poison spider and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he developed a parasite. He dropped 30 pounds in five days. Fuck, dude, whatever works. What happened actually is uh, I had uh, I was dating this girl for about 15 months and we broke up. And I was like, holy shit, I got to get him. I got to get in shape if I ever want to get laid again. I'm sure she'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> it's like now that I'm broken up with you, now I'm going to care about my appearance. <laughs> yeah, once, my once, once you get that locked down, you just let it go, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's all, there's all sorts of stages of that. I think every guy goes to that. It's like, well, I got I got a girl or I got a wife now. Once, you get, the, once you get that shit pregnant, it's like, all right, I'm a, I'm in the clear. <laughs> so you're a, essentially a romantic. Uh, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> once you get that shit pregnant, you're in the clear. You're like you're like a modern Cyrano. Hey, I have that trademark, so it's a nobody uh, nobody better put that on a t-shirt. Hey, just so you know, girl, I love you, and I'm gonna get that shit. <laughs> <pregnant>. <laughs> <laughs> I got feelings and shit. I keep giving Carrie advice. He just doesn't take it. I give him good, good. advice. Carrie I is give a him normal, good advice. well-adjusted man. Let, let him alone. If you take, you're if giving, you, like, giving him like, advice about women or yeah, about, about, women. about spiders? No, no, no. I, I tell him, if you take her out, she'll put out. <laughs> that's, that's a good uh, That's good advice. You want to role play here for a second? I'll, I'll play Carrie. No, I, Gus, do, I do not. Oh. Mute my mic so I can play Carrie. Okay. And then, <laughs> Brandon, give me, I'm Carrie, give me advice. No, I, can't, I can't do it on the spot. I'm not a... <laughs> What do you need to, it's like, got to be natural. You need to that's, consult that's like, your tome of knowledge yeah, yeah, upstairs. Yeah. He's got to look on Google to figure out how to talk to girls because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't interact with them normally. Bullshit, dude. <laughs> I do pretty well. <laughs> you have to look up like which one are the girls. <laughs> Ones in dresses are girls. <laughs> Is that your advice to Carrie? Uh, no, dude, I tell you, I give, I've carried If they're wearing advice. a dress, hit that shit. <laughs> get it pregnant as much as you can. I don't know what pregnant is because I haven't Googled that yet, but get yeah, it that's, pregnant. Yeah, that's the exact same thing about not knowing what an obscure insect is poisonous or not. That's, that's – bravo, Jeff. Obscure. Obscure, obscure spiders. I like that you're signaling on the one thing – as if that was the one thing you didn't know. <laughs> you also don't starch. know what a shop vac is. You didn't know what starch was. Yeah, you don't starch. know what starch is. Have you seen the way – You don't know what a vice grip have you, is. Have you seen my clothes? He actually did when I described him what a vice was. What did you say a vice is? Oh yeah, use that shit to uh, break apples. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> it's what he would do. You know, you're gonna. It was a game show. It was a kids' game show where uh, you had to identify something. It was a Nickelodeon. I used to watch Nickelodeon nonstop. I didn't go outside. I just watched Nickelodeon nonstop. How on? And, uh, I, I'm starting to figure out why you don't know what a fucking spider is. Because I, I sat at home watching Nickelodeon. I, you know, I worry about that with my kids because my kids. Kids just don't go outside anymore. Nope. They just, they're not allowed to do that. 
they're not allowed to like go ride their bikes around the neighborhood, you know, until well, like fifteen now. To be fair, there are spiders outside. <laughs> Very <laughs> dangerous. And somebody might try to grab him and put him in an apple breaker. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why he knows that a vice is something that you can put an apple into and break it is because he grew up on a farm. I I, I lived on a farm for what? a while. My my and grandparents you, had a farm. How do you grow up on a farm and not know some of this stuff? I don't know. Like uh, I I remember. How, how old were you getting on the farm? Eggs. Probably till I was about four or five, but I still have memories. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things you go back for for holidays too. Four or five is when you learn what spiders are. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, you know, we should have a like bring in Teddy and like have a <laughs> facts of the world face off with Brandon. But he had to leave the farm after five because that's when he sprayed Roundup on all the crops <laughs> to help fertilize them. Yep. So you know who's got to be upset more than anybody else about Facebook? In my opinion, I mean, I know we look at like Friendster and MySpace and all that. But really, classmates.com has got to be like, everyone's like, hey, have you seen Facebook? Facebook's awesome. You like see people you know from high school and you share pictures and all those classmates must be like, yeah, we know. We've been (laughs) been trying to do this for 10 goddamn years. (laughs) They shouldn't have charged. I'm I'm looking it up to verify, but didn't classmates just lose like a lawsuit? Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, they had to settle a lawsuit for nine and a half million dollars. Because people would get the, the the spam, the email from them saying, "Hey, classmates are trying to connect with you," and they'd sign up, go through the process, and it would turn out no one was looking for them. Facebook yep. does that all the time, though. Well, that could be bots, right, on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. I think it's those uh, those apps. Like, see what this person said about you. Yeah, so I guess they classmates had to. This was that was this year in March had to sell they had to sell for nine and a half million dollars because of it. Nine? What? A, that's a weird class action lawsuit amount. Nine and a half million dollars. Yep. Seems like a single lawsuit. Class action lawsuits are interesting. Did you guys hear about that uh, that trader? I mean, like stock trader, not uh, like Benedict Arnold trader. <laughs> and uh, not that you know who that is, but uh, or what stocks are. Let the record show. I was looking at Brandon when I said that. Uh, that stock trader in France who just got found guilty for uh, illegally trading, and he cost this bank nine billion dollars. And the court ordered him to pay back the nine billion dollars. He makes like seventy grand a year. And uh, they ordered him to pay the $9 billion back as a part of his punishment. He's going to jail, and he's required to pay to work it off. Does that even make you sad, or is it just so ridiculous? It's just so like, ridiculous. They were interviewing else? people on the street, and people on the... It was on NPR yesterday. People on the street in France were like, this is fucking... you got to be kidding me. They Apparently, the dude is like a local hero now. He's being vilified, and uh, like the bank is hiding behind him. And Apparently, they had foreknowledge, and they were having him do it illegally. All this nonsense. But anyway, what kind of court says, okay, yeah, you lost $9 million by trading illegally... Or nine billion, pay it back. <laughs> you do reach a point in which it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's, it's, what could possibly happen to me? So yeah. how, how much yeah, do you have to pay a year? It, the dude's a mid-level I, trader. I, I looked it up here. It's he has to pay six point seven billion dollars, and he makes about twelve hundred dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> how does a guy making twelve hundred dollars a month lose nine billion? Well, I think how, now, he now, he, now he's working part time as a computer consultant. He's not doing the stock trading anymore. I think I read this story about this guy. When was the trades that he made? Does it say there, Gus? I think it was two years ago. It was 2008. Yeah. I think it was the guy who was just trading back and forth, and he was losing 2 or $3 billion and then making it back the next day. Yeah. And, and then losing it. And it was just like it was this dolphining effect, essentially, where he was trying to keep up with the big swings and loss, and that in his mind, had they not shut him down – for losing the nine billion, he would have just made the nine billion back the next day. Right. You know that it was just it was just a matter of time, and it was it, to him. They, it was they, like, they caught him on the bad day. Right. Yeah. If they caught him on a good day. They would have 
been up tons of money. Well, there's no security measures for stopping you from this stuff on the on the good days, right? It's only on the bad days. Only on the bad days. And that, that was his and take on it. Apparently, his supervisors knew what he was doing and encouraged it uh, kind of under the table as long as he kept making money. And he was allowed to do it for a while before wow. they finally How, how much money did, did they say how much money he made for the company total? Like, what's his well, he debt? lost $9 billion. Yeah, he no. lost $9 billion. He was, he was down. Yeah. $6.7 billion. Or six point seven. sorry. You know, I, I gotta say, any any of those guys though that you know get thrown in jail or anything, I'm happy about. I really sure. am. These supposed experts who take money and when everything's going great, it's oh yeah, we're driving the economy, blah, blah, blah. and then when the money disappears, like we have no idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is all voodoo, and nobody understands. Yeah. We just know that. Your money's all gone, and you still have to pay us for the privilege of losing your goddamn money. And then they get a bailout. I mean, you, you have something bad happening. You know, there's a certain feeling, certain reaction. What does it feel like to lose nine billion dollars? Right. It's like no ball. concept of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's almost the same as talking about it, right? That <laughs> was some guy in the street actually said he was uh, withdrawing money at ATM when they interviewed him, and they said, uh, "Well, how do you feel about this?" And he goes. The bank let him play with $6.7 billion, and they, they they strung him out for, like, however long, six months, and let him play with it. But if I go uh, three euros over on my checking account, they call me within ten minutes. He's like, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's true. Gus, Gus bought uh, new computers for some of our new employees. They were, the credit card companies were like... Oh, this must be fraud. What are you doing? It's like we're, we're, we're servicing our business. We're buying computers. Yeah, Shut they up. called you. They yeah. called me at the store, and they also had us call in from the store. It's just ridiculous for computer purchases. It's just like for a computer company. Credit cards. Credit cards have gotten me more of a hassle than ever, man. It's just like there, there's one card that we have. It's um, it's it, it's like piracy. Where if you if you stole the credit card, you could probably use it more easily than if you than you're that's than you can probably true. That's probably true. You, if you actually did where you know stole someone's identity and had their credit card. You could probably get more charges than we can get on it using it legitimately. I mean, I don't want to name names, but their name rhymes with Citibank. And uh, we have a MasterCard that if we go out of town, which, I mean, when you have a credit card for a business, you use it for out-of-town travel. That's one of the primary uses for it. If we go out of town with it, even if we call them ahead of time and notify them, we get two charges on it. That's it. And then yep. it's like, nope. That, that, that's the same card you told that story about several podcasts ago where Matt called, hung up on the lady, and then she locked his card when we were in line at Target. <laughs> that was one of the best, things, card. best days ever. See, she was asking for information. He's at the Target counter. He goes, you know what? I'm just going to use my other card that's not a big hassle. I'm going to use that one instead. Thanks. And he hangs hang up, and she, she canceled his card. Yep. It also doesn't help that the people that you talk to on the phone have about as much worldly knowledge as Brandon. I got my card locked overseas because when I called in to find out why, the guy said, because you bought something on something called iTunes. <laughs> really? And I go, something called iTunes? Wasn't he goes, like a- yeah, we've been seeing that crop up lately. I think it's some kind of a fraud thing. Like, iTunes, it really. And, so, and the dude, dude's like 30, he sounded like my age, 25, 30-year-old dude. And uh, 35 even, maybe. And I just like, I, the guy had never heard of iTunes. I have that happen sometimes when I buy stuff on Steam. They'll they'll like lock it and they'll call me like, "We see some suspicious charges. Did you you know do this make this purchase on Steam?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Why is it every time I and I ask them why is it every time I buy something on Steam, you all call me to make sure it's it's real?" They're like, "Oh well, we see uh, this is a, a lot of fraud passes through Steam. We want to make sure that these are legitimate charges." That's like a that's like one business kind of is it what's it libel slander? Yeah, I was, uh, like, I was, yeah. I was like, "No, Probably. this is totally fine. I'm sure I'm sure millions of people buy stuff on here every day just fine." I bet Brandon will actually know the difference between libel and slander. Do you know the difference? Yeah, slander is spoken. High misconception that people assume uh, 
if you say something, it's always slander. But if it's actually if it's publicized, like if you go on television and say something and it's uh, it's slanderous, it's actually called libel. So slander is just if someone says you talks to you and says something that's uh, incorrect. Brandon knows his media stuff. I say, I'm impressed. He What's, knows, uh, he know, he knows his media stuff. What's defamation? Um, I guess if you, you say something that's not necessarily true about someone, like I think you say if they did something versus if they were alleged to do something. Is it or is it intentional to? to it's intent. I think it's intentional. intentionally it's trying to undermine their yeah. character. It's mm, like yeah. a more calculated, right? Yes. Like uh, so, it's like what Brandon said, but if you were actually planning to do it on purpose, yeah, it's like premeditated slander. That, that comes yeah. up much less. Uh, it's it's usually news. Uh, we we had a Bernie and I and uh, Matt uh, all worked at a TV station. It's always the the news people that fuck up and get you in trouble. I, I saw like I get TSTV over the air at my house, and sometimes like when I'm flipping through the channels, I'll stop there for a second. And I saw they were doing like a, a retrospective, and I saw you, Bernie, in uh, I guess when you were still in college doing an interview. Really? Yeah. I, my biggest interview that I did in college, I got to interview Adam Sandler, <laughs> and that was a blast. We actually had Mark Cuban come to our studio. No, I really? Interview. Yeah, yeah, because you know he uh, he produces a lot of uh, independent movies and uh, documentaries. He so. produced The Road. He has what is that production going to be called? It's it's a something Road nine three three nine Road or something like that. I think it's called, or maybe I'm confusing it with The Road, but it's it's got some kind of number in the studio name. But the if the Viggo Mortensen movie that's based on the Cormac McCarthy book, yeah, he did that. That was really. Bo- a very good book and a very good movie, I think. I got to uh, I got to do a lot of cool interviews, and I remember um, interviewed Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall, and it was just basically me being like, "Hey, hey, remember that sketch? Remember oh, that really? sketch? <laughs> that was really funny." I I don't know what got up my butt that day, but when I interviewed Adam Sandler, I thought I'm just going to have fun with this, and it was when uh, he was um, he did, he was in that movie, some movie with Bob Barker. I think it was Happy Gilmore. Yes, yeah, Happy yeah. Gilmore. And I asked him about that. I said. Um, I said, uh, so what's up with that? I go, Adam, I saw Bob Barker kick your ass in the movie. I go, you can't take out an old man? I go, what's your problem? He goes, well, Bernie, let me tell you something. It's all made up. It's all movies. I go, I don't know what you're talking about. I saw it on screen. Bob Barker kicked the shit out of you. with push you or something? And like, he gets out of his chair, and he goes, I'll-. he was over satellite. He goes, I'll come in down there and beat the shit out of you, Bernie Burns. Like, <laughs> we, we, we use those drops for promos forever. He was like off the cuff funnier than, than anybody I've ever run into in my entire life, essentially. We used a promo of Present Andy- company excluded. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> we used a promo of Andy Dick uh, grabbing this one of our uh, girl's boobs, one of our reporters. Well, is that surprising to you? No, no. Do you guys know that Andy Dick lives in a shed behind his ex-wife's house? <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. This isn't like libel or slander or anything, right? No, like, no. He was on Howard Stern a little while ago talking about it. He doesn't have anywhere to live, so his ex-wife lets him live in the shed behind the house. He has a piss bucket because she doesn't like him to go in the house. That sounds like a stunt. No, no. That's Andy Dick. I mean, the dude's a, allegedly has a drug problem. You know, it's like celebrities like Andy Dick... They're really hurt by the fact that Hollywood Squares is not around anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like those guys that are famous, they're famous for being famous at some point, essentially. I mean, Andy Dick was on news radio. Right. But what was he on besides that? Like, he was already kind of like famous for being Andy Dick before he, he was, was on, on news radio. something. He was on another television show before news radio. I think it was like ben Simply S- Susan or one of those. And, uh, yeah, and he was on the Ben Stiller show too, but that, you know, nobody saw that. And he also, he also had his own show on MTV for briefly two years. Yeah. But no, you're right. He's like he's like at this point now he's like the next Bruce Valanche. Yeah. Or, you know, or, <laughs> Charles yeah. Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley's a great one. Yeah. It's like Charles Nelson Riley, I have no idea what he was famous for, but he was on Hollywood Squares almost every single day. You know, Tom and Tom Green. I pulled up Andy Dick's thing and here's a picture of him with Tom Green. There you go. And Tom Tom Green is like a guy that people like and like to see, but I guess he's on the web now, is that what he's doing? He had a podcast for a while, like a talk show podcast I read about. 
I don't know. I don't know if it went anywhere. I mean, like Tom Green or not, it's pretty, pretty cool to see him go from public access in Canada to, uh, you know, to not even movie. having public access anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy Dick's been in a lot of things I hadn't heard of. Ben Stiller show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Reality Bites. Ben Stiller, had a, ben Stiller had a show on MTV way back in the day. It's kind of like when MTV started that period of we're just going to put anything on the air That's for neat. no money whatsoever. Right. I think it was after the state even or maybe right before it. Yeah, but so I think when, I'm thinking Ben Stiller show might have predated the state. That is that they had the John Stewart show back then too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. But ben, that, that cast on the Ben Stiller show was ridiculous. It was Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo. Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, and Andy Dick. I don't think, I don't think David Cross was a, uh, like one of the main guys, but mm-hmm. he was on it with – Bob Odenkirk. I think that's how they got their show on HBO, which is a great show. I definitely there was somebody else kind of big on that show, too, I think. I'm pulling it up here. Uh, ben Stiller, Andy Dick, Janine Garofalo, Bob Odenkirk. Sarah Silverman, was she on? Uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Mm. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And then, and then Judd Apatow went on and made Freaks and Geeks. I never watched Freaks and Geeks. I always heard about it. Same here. And it's I yeah, I never realized how many people, basically all the people who are famous now, came out of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. People love that show. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a single episode. People fucking love it. It's the the girl who uh, she went on to ER. She was also in uh, Thelma from uh, Scooby Doo, and then um, Jason Segal, Seth Rogen, James Franco. A lot of, a lot of. Listen to that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. I'm sure I'm sure I'm forgetting someone too. Let me see here. I'm pulling up. It's supposed to IMDb changed that, their that, format, so I'm looking it up now. Yeah, it takes a little longer for me to to find. Do you guys have the IMDb for. app? It's yeah, very, very convenient. It's awesome. Works great. It's funny. When you go to IMDb on your phone, it says, hey, hey, Jackass, why don't you just use the app? Yeah, yeah they all do that. Funny. I don't like yeah. that. You know, it's um, – should we talk about this? We're, uh, we're in the process of uh, wrapping up production on the first version of our Rooster Teeth app. Woo-hoo! Yes. And uh, so we're in beta testing right now, and that should be out very soon, and that is for iPhone devices or more specifically – iOS devices. iOS devices. And would you like to tell them what the Rooster Teeth app is? Why don't you tell them what the Rooster Teeth app it's is? It's a mobile version of our community site. That is correct. Poor, poor Ben. Ben's doing a great job with this app, but um, every time he submits a new version, it's always, all right, this one's uh, this one's going live. This one's for test. And then it's notes, 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 notes. And yeah, then another that's email. That's the way it works, though. That's the way, yeah. That's the way software production works. <laughs> you know? Because we'll get a ton of them back, and then we get, now we're to the point where we have uh, people from the community site testing it yeah, we, at the moment. We need to have as many different devices tested as possible. I think, you know, between all of us here in the office, we only have, like, you know, Three GSs and iPhone fours. You know, I found a guy who still had the original Edge iPhone, some iPads, you know, different configurations, different operating systems. It will not work on the iPad, at least the one that we're we're testing. It doesn't. What happens? It just tells you uh, we can't copy it over. Hey, that'd be great if you know you replied and submitted that bug report when we asked for notes. I, <laughs> I assumed it was intentional. He felt bad. I assumed that it was intentional, intentional that it didn't work. He was, yeah, I, I thought it was. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of apps that are iPhone only. I don't know if it was an issue of uh, resolution that it would be difficult to no, implement. No, we need, at first we need and, to test it on the iPad. I, I've been dying it, it, to test it on you the can't. iPad. Okay. It doesn't work. Great, thank you. I appreciate the ben, I appreciate the feedback. Overall note: doesn't work on the iPad. What do you mean doesn't work? Your iTunes will not copy it over to the iPad. It will consistently give you a error message. Did you if you sync your, your iPad? It should tell you that. What did error you, message? Did you set up your provisioning on your iPad? No. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. There you go. Did not do that. Okay. So your instinct of not turning that in was a good instinct. <laughs> Just so you know. you Whenever you do beta testing for iPhone devices or anything like that, you have to set up another file that lets you run 
It's like a kind of almost like mini jailbreaking your phone in a way, Gus, right? Well, yeah, it allows that one piece of unauthorized software to run, essentially. Right. Because it's not in the app store yet. You're still testing it. Well, couldn't you just do that? Couldn't people send out the codes and send out the software to essentially just let you install apps on a non-jailbroken device? Yeah, but you need to be an iPhone. It would revoke your ability to do that if you started doing I see. So uh, they police the developer system as well. Right. Okay, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I remember that. I, I, I am convinced that Apple can hear that and then take away our ability to develop They're listening apps. on our iPhones right now. <laughs> we're not we, – we, we don't have them on, but they're listening. We were trying to expand uh, make sure everyone in the company was testing it, and uh, I remember asking Jack. I was like, oh, are you testing the iPhone app? He's like, no, no, no. I, I copied it, and it didn't work. And I was like, oh, hey, Ben, you know, Jack's having problems. And Ben's like, Jack never sent me anything. <laughs> like, he never sent me any information on his phone. Never sent me the code. Well, guys, I guess you're going to have to walk around to everyone's desk and Err. set up their provisioning on their mobile devices. Well, that's why that's why I, I got professional beta testers from our community to to test it out for us. Good. There you go. Thank you, community. So, so those that their their information should be going out today. They should, they should it should be in their hands later today. All three of you own an iPad, right? Yes. 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 You, I gave you, Brandon, I gave you a gift of an iPad. Bernie did give me an iPad. It was, it was a, a special moment. It was a crunch gift that we gave him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Many nights of 3 a.m. You know, I've worked with Bernie now for 12 years, and he's never given me a single thing, mm. ever. What about that? Uh, I have signed every paycheck of yours you. for the last 13 that. years, though. <laughs> but that's, the, a, that's a better gift. So now the iPad has gotten to the point where it is the fastest-growing, most quickly adopted electronic device that is not a phone in the history of the world. Uh-huh. The gr- and deservedly so. Okay, let's ask. So you've used it for a while. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. The great thing about it is uh, we all talk shit about it whenever it was first announced. Uh, not we all. I didn't. I never talk shit about it. Well, I, uh, I apologize. No, no I problem. think most of the people in the company talk shit about it. It was like a little bit underwhelming when you saw it, but when you actually hold it and you, you play around with it, you're like, oh, it's pretty cool. I could go back and listen to it, but I think my official take was I don't know. I'm not sold, but... I, I'll check it out because I'm a believer. There's been other things that they've shown that I'd be like, eh, and they were great. Right. Oh, fuck, fuck you guys. Someone said that. I'm sure a lot of people... No, the, I think the general consensus is when the... No, Gus talked tons of shit about it. The press, it too. The press was what like... What are you talking about? Yeah, he did. The press was like, this is a dud. This is horribly received. When they made the announcement, nobody gave a crap about it. But then it came out, and sure enough, it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Remember, people hated the name iPad. Because they were making like maxi pad jokes and stuff. Yeah, very thought, mature people. I thought it was totally fun. That seems like a perfect name. Yeah, it I always seemed like a perfect. Isolate, I think, sounded a little bit. You better. can't say isolate because it spells is late. Is late, and they they were already in development for so long in the iPad. Like, remember, it was three different of the. I, one thing I hate about following Apple products is the way you digest that information. Like, you have to watch those friggin' seminars. Ironically, it's just like the 1984 thing. Everyone gathered in rooms staring at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> staring at Big Brother in a black turtleneck telling you what's what. And uh, yeah, so they couldn't name it Isolate because it, it was, is late. Well, you don't, you don't want to name anything that's a built-in pun. There you go. You know? Hey, speaking of Apple and Apple products, how are you enjoying your Apple TV that you got, the new one? What a great segue. So I got an Apple TV, and that thing is awesome. It's about the size of a hockey puck. Yeah. It has a power cord, and it has an HDMI cord that goes into it. And I basically just plug it into the little monitor that I have for my Xbox upstairs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's great. I just found out, too, that you're supposed to download the remote app to your iPhone. And mm. if you're on the same network mm-hmm. as your ITV, you can just control it from your iPhone. Totally awesome. But um, it's great because I can stream Netflix. Carrie wanted me to check to see if I can do Hulu, so I need to do that. But I need to stream Netflix, a bunch of other streaming services. And then the most important thing is that you just connect to your computer's library on the same network, and you can just stream anything. You know, your pictures, you can stream music, you can stream 
you know, TV shows is how I watch all my I, TV shows. I think with the um, the next OS update for the iPad, if you're watching a video on your iPad, you can reroute the video out to your Apple TV. Oh, that's cool. Let me ask you a question. And go ahead, ask me a kitchen. Because this is going to be a, a, a big deal to me. Can you have multiple iTunes libraries connected to your Apple TV at the same time? I'm gonna. Go, you can select different libraries. Okay, because like, say I have like the Wire on my laptop, and then I have you know, Freaks and Geeks on my desktop. It probably won't show you one list of everything. You'll probably have to select the library separately. As long as I can do that, I'm fine with that too. Are they two different accounts? I mean, are, are you paying two different credit cards? Two, no, they, it's the same account. But no, where you yeah. download something is you where it lives. Just turn on home sharing on yeah. your library, and it's available. And what I discovered when I downloaded this remote app, I'm pretty sure I haven't tested it yet, that you can share the library from your iPhone yeah. to it. That's crazy. So it's like you just carry that around with you. The remote app in itself, even before this, was awesome. That's like like at parties and stuff, I would just play the, my music list and like fast forward through songs and stuff on my phone while I was walking around the party. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really awesome. cool. Jeff, really cool. it's the future. <laughs> it is, it the, is future. the future. And it's here. And it's a little future-proof, too. I think, uh, Gus, what is the new wireless network? Is it N? N. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... None of our computers are N, but I mean... Uh, any MacBook Pro bought in the last two years should be uh, should have N. Really? Yeah, my whole house is in. Really? Even the Xboxes are in. And PCs were way ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. We, have, we have an N network set up in here. Fuck, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about PCs is you can get stuff you want. You have to wait for them to integrate it. Like right now, we're dying to get USB 3. And Ugh. it's just such a pain in the ass that we can't get USB I, 3. Yeah. Gus, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's more of an Intel thing. I mean, Apple Apple doesn't make the motherboards. Here, <laughs> here comes the defense. Um, well, yes and no. I mean, Intel wants to push their own technology, of course. But, I mean, Apple could just choose another vendor for their motherboard if they wanted to. People like Intel. Didn't we read an article, though, where Mac leaves an enormous amount of money on the table because they won't put the Intel stickers on their computers? Oh, really? I read that. They won't put the marketing, you know, Intel inside. They won't put those stickers on their computers, so... I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it. They're either paying to do that by not taking the money from Intel or taking the discount. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. I never, I never even thought about that. It's crazy. I'm sure it's compensated in the uh, the price of a mag. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> they pass that I'm cost sure, on to yeah. the consumer. Yeah. And the uh, so what's the deal though? Where Apple just got pounded with a patent lawsuit? I don't know the details about that. I don't know what's going on. They have to pay like six hundred million dollars. I want to. Like I, I thought it was like three hundred million, but it's it's a. Enormous amount of money. I feel like there's at least one patent story a month. It, though, might, it, might, it might be two different $625 million judgment patent suit Yo. over CoverFlow, Spotlight, Cover and Time Flow. Machine. CoverFlow, Spotlight, and Time Machine. Yeah. Wow. Those are all great products. Those are all great things. Fuck, the, fuck those dudes who... Uh, I'm using the shit out of Time patents. Machine as we speak. I probably switched to Mac because of Time Machine. Time Machine's a thing on the Mac where... You can just hit a button and it just backs up your computer entirely, and then just sits there in the background. And anytime you make a single change, it backs it up. And it's hard, I know it sounds like oh, you know, it just backs it up. But when you can actually then pull up Time Machine and go to like, I want to go to my computer three weeks ago at noon, and then you can literally go into that file system and take stuff yeah. out. It's, it's unreal. Like, oh, I need to see this file five revisions ago. Yeah. You know, before I made those changes that ultimately fucked me up to where I am now. And Bernie, you went from your laptop to an iMac, right? And it was just basically yeah. it over. Is, I, it, I is just, the exact same all your applications installed? Yeah, I got a new iMac and I switched from a laptop to an iMac and when I got the new iMac it said, Do you want to set up this laptop or this iMac from a time machine? I said, Yeah, use my laptop's time machine and it had all my files. I mean it was like imagine getting a brand new computer and 
within 20 minutes, it's exactly the way you want it to be. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just a 20-minute process. Everything's installed. Everything's installed. All your applications, all your preferences are set. Awesome. I did have to reactivate. Of course, Photoshop and <laughs> yeah. Final Draft. I, I wish I could choke a piece of software. Fucking Adobe, man. <laughs> Dude, I've had to do it twice in the last two weeks. Yeah, Jeff's, Jeff's been having some Adobe headaches with activation. He got, they, they chastised him the other day on the they, phone. They yelled at me yesterday. Yeah, for, they for not deactivating. They're like, they're like, sir, if you're going to keep calling in like this, could you please just deactivate the program, and then you won't have to go through this process? Nope, I can't. I can't, because I paid yeah. $1,200 for a piece of software, so guess what? You have a job. Yeah. yeah. Gus, have you gone to the licensing website? No, I have not. Oh, God. Uh, we bought CS5 uh, kind of as a test. We're all in CS4 still. And um, it took three days for them to post the serial number to activate. Awesome. Really? Three days to Jesus. post the serial number. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If today you could pay a lifetime subscription to let's, – what's a good program? Like Photoshop. Okay. Okay. Lifetime subscription to Photoshop. You can have every version. They'll never hassle you about it. You just, you, I mean, you're essentially your serial number would be your social security number, let's say. Something maybe a little more secure than that. But uh-huh. sure. you can do it. What would you pay? Lifetime subscription. $2,500. Free updates forever. I wouldn't. Luckily, I don't have to use the Adobe products very much, so I would, it's not a headache for me. I would do it for Final Cut, maybe. For Final, oh, Final, Final Cut is a video editing software. Final Cut's not a problem for us, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I pay. A, I use Photoshop quite a bit too, though. Lifetime subscriptions are interesting because lifetime is your lifetime, and then the company's lifetime, and then you know, changing cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, we might not use Photoshop in a couple of years because yeah. we, you know, there might be some, there might be video shop where the Premiere team moves over to Photoshop. Yeah, like if you were, like, <laughs> if you were. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of that's yeah, pretty funny. It's a little misery. There. Premiere if, is their video editing software that just, I mean. It just hurt us painfully the last couple of months. Like, if you were the guy who uh, bet on, who, like, had this option in 1996 and paid for the lifetime subscription of CorelDRAW, you'd be it's pretty true. fucking miserable <laughs> right now. It's like, I'll, I'll have uh, WordPerfect like, for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw all my money <laughs> in all this. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Left 4 Dead 2 is also available for the Mac now? Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty cool. But Left 4 Dead 1 isn't, right? They haven't released Left 4 Dead. They, they said they're hoping to have that out later this month. Man, Valve seems to be on the offensive they against are. Xbox Live. Yeah. I mean, and they have a weird thing too because they're a very popular title on Xbox Live. So they set the price, you know, according to them, it's because Microsoft makes them. They set the price for their DLC super expensive. And then they set the price for Left 4 Dead 2 and Left 4 Dead on the PC on Steam. It costs you less to buy it today than the DLC costs on Xbox Live. That's, That's what nice. I read on Kotaku, at least. Yeah, the, uh, I guess you can buy Left 4 Dead 2 uh, with a single license price at six seventy nine and a four-pack price at twenty thirty nine. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and then uh, the DLC is $7. You know, speaking of that, that, that reminds me of something else. Have you ever noticed that on iTunes, there's absolutely no incentive to buy the season versus buying individual shows? Yeah, that's true. Why is that? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I've never seen a bundled deal. Do you think iTunes is just not capable of doing it? I, I don't think that's. They, I they, think they're capable of doing anything they want to. They don't have to. They know? must not. They just must not see a, a benefit. But you know, it's like it. you really want to click twenty times over the course of six months when you click once. Yeah, well, it's like just why not get people to realize instead of well, I think I'm going to like this, so I'll get the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's incent them to, to hit the buy the season button. I think you know, maybe maybe you um. You see some episodes on TV and you miss some others. Uh, there's a let me tell you this. There's a lot. Netflix is an example of. There's a lot of things I think I'm going to watch in their entirety, and I now don't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love The Wire. I haven't seen them all yet. Same here. But I probably would have gone through and bought them all. I discovered a new show that's very funny. 
that did not look funny to me at all, but I, I gave it a shot, and it's awesome. Have you guys seen Running Wild yet? It's a new Will Arnett, Carrie the, Russell, the promos, yeah. David Cross show. Everything about that show just looks terrible. No, I, I agree. I was really bored one night, and uh, so I thought, I like Will Arnett enough. Maybe he'll carry the show. It's really funny. It's a lot like Arrested uh, Development. I, think, really, tone and I think I would watch anything with David Cross. Yeah, he's, he's one of the he's, funniest human beings. He's barely in it, but uh, he is in it, and he's very funny in it. And I thought it's weird because you know, he's got a show, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd and Margaret, that just came out. And it's a David Cross show featuring Will Arnett, and then this is a Will Arnett show featuring David Cross. I've never even heard of that other show you just mentioned. Yeah, it's uh, first episode came out last week, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's also got Spike Jones in it, that one. No kidding. Yeah, but uh, it's very funny. Both of them are funny, but I think Running Wild's better. So if you're going to say that someone should watch a TV show right now, American TV show, what would you recommend? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. This, okay. this season you? is tremendous. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess The Wire, but that's kind of old. What about I drama? don't think I've got any new. I got into any new shows. Drama. And by the way, I The don't... Wire's been off the air for like three years now. Has yeah, it? I is don't, it done? I don't know. It's been off longer than that. Who watched that show during its broadcast run? Everyone I know watched after it was long gone. It was on the air the same time as The Sopranos. Let me say, uh, the second season of Parks and, and Recreation. I saw the first episode of the first <sighs> season. I thought it was pretty bad. The second season is pretty good. I don't think I. I don't can't think of a drama honestly. Mad Men. Mad Men right. for sure. Well, I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. You should I, I'm gonna, I tell you what, I'm going to watch it because you've been recommending it, and I always bugged you about Always Sunny, so I owe you a Mad Men. This you, season of Red Men is really good. And you know, they're, they're really cashing in, too. If you go to the was it top TV shows on iTunes, all seasons are in the top ten. Mad Men has a problem on iTunes, though. When you download one episode, oh, God. it downloads the HD version, the SD version, and then they have like a behind-the-scenes of Mad Men for every episode. HD version, SD version. So one episode is four downloads. You should Jesus. be able to pick in your settings what version you want. Yes. Thank I, you. I don't understand that. Well, it's for storage space. Yeah. In your preferences, it says, do you want to check for new downloads? And you say, no. But every time it keeps doing it, and you, you don't realize it until you run out of space in your hard drive. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And you're downloading 50 files. But he's also he's also saying that I just want the HD version. If yeah. I get HD, why would I want SD mm. ever? You know, I have to waste that bandwidth and then immediately delete it. That's dumb. But I would say you would you would take it for mobile. You'd put an SD version on your iPhone instead of an HD version. Dude, I'm fucking retarded like that. I cannot buy an SD version. I I wouldn't. I would rather stream mobile anyway. I don't I don't watch TV on my iPhone that much. Or when I do, I just stream through Hulu Plus. I'm trying to convince my wife to give up cable, but she can't give up her her cable news channels. Do you guys see that guy from CNN lost his job because he uh, <laughs> Sanchez right? called uh, yeah Rick Sanchez I think his name is because he called John Stewart a bigot. On our radio program on POTUS on Sirius, bigot. Yeah, and they asked yeah. for clarification. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, and, he, and he clarified by saying John Stewart was raised in New Jersey by a school teacher mom and a scientist dad, and he's biased towards whites and Jews and uh, upper middle class people. And they, so CNN that day let him go. He also said that CNN as well as other networks are controlled by the Jews. He so did say that. <laughs> he, he did say that. That's too. always yeah. a winner. Yeah. So he said the media is controlled by the Jews and was immediately fired. Yeah. Wind blow that theory out of the water. <laughs> no, I, it's funny. It's funny that happened because there was somebody else on my Twitter feed who essentially did the same thing in the same day and was like, "Yeah, my name is in, my last name is in Berg or Goldstein, so I'll never work in Hollywood." I was oh, like, I, ooh, wow, that's a, that's kind of an interesting tweet. So, and then later that day, I'm having a really shitty day today. So. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I still don't understand why you pick a fight with Jon Stewart. A lot of people give him credit for taking down Crossfire. You remember I, Crossfire a few years ago? I I'm don't not. understand why you pick a fight with the Jewish-controlled media. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, how did that now, start? Like, we're, we're not saying that. How did that start? That, it's the, just part of the Zionist conspiracy, right? Is it? Uh, that, just an offshoot of Zionism running the world and all that stuff. Yeah. Secret underground bunkers. Gold stockpiles. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, cloven hooves. Well, if you, if you, geez, Louise, <laughs> if you do control the world, why would you have the Holocaust? Like, why would you make that? Is that like, a, is that just like a really crazy diversion from you, or is that? Or did they say it's happened since then? Probably, I think they say it's happened since then. So you went from... That would be from, one hell of a comeback. Story. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, right? You went from the damn near genocide to secretly controlling the entire fucking planet. <laughs> not, in, not, the, in the span of 70 years? Is that... I mean, it's like, you got Jews controlling the world and the Expos winning the World Series. <laughs> Those would be right near each other, I think. Hey, so did you know that Microsoft is discounting uh, Xbox Live subscriptions before, uh, before they raise the price? Oh, it's awesome. I think I already signed up. Did you? Yeah, if you renew now, you can get two years and sixteen hundred points for eighty four dollars. Two years of gold, sixteen hundred points, eighty four dollars. Eighty four. Can you apply that to the family plan when that launches in November? Like, I how does don't that know. work? Hmm. Because I don't know. I, that is interesting. Because you and I are definitely switching to the family plan, Bernie. Because we're a family. How together. much is the family plan going to be? Four Xbox Live gamer tags for, for ninety nine dollars a year. I think. There you go. Oh, that's pretty good. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go outside the box here a little bit. There was something I was disappointed by in Reach Marketing, and I kind of kept my mouth shut about it. But I feel like I have to say something about it at some point. I was disappointed by the fact yeah, I know what you're gonna say. that the Reach console did not come with the legendary edition of the game. Like that if I wanted the flaming head or one of those benefits, I would have to buy the Reach console, get a heroic edition of the game, and then go out and buy a $150 version of the legendary collection. Would you have paid $70 more for that Xbox if it came with it? Yes. Would I have paid $70 more for that Xbox? Yeah, because I paid 150 to go out and buy the legendary collection. Oh, well, good point. You know, yeah. and I, but I know I'm in that Uber fan category, you know, yeah. and I just don't know why they just didn't I get, do I, it. I got news for you. A lot of people are in that Uber fan category when it comes yeah, to Halo. I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure if you had offered the SKU, people would have bought it. For sure. Yeah. You could have had two SKUs of the Halo Reach console. Standard and then, you know, legendary. Yeah. I guess so. Why make a 200 when you can make a 350? Yeah, but I don't think there's, I think, I don't think there was in that level of thought put yeah, into it. Yeah, I don't oh, think so there, there had to have been. And it's not something you just throw together. I mean, it's like a major... I'm sure, I'm sure it, make, it makes sense on some level that I, I don't see. Well, I'm sure they probably thought to themselves... Who's going to pay the 70 extra bucks? They might have, yeah. yeah. It's already expensive enough. So they lose more money in the end because less people. Yeah, I guess might be surprised. I mean, you know, companies that size, they think on a lot higher level than than we do. You know, I mean, they think yeah. about yeah. tens of millions of people and how to move those kinds of units. And when it comes to those, I mean, even the people who finish stuff on Legendary, it's just, it's it's lower percentages, you know. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Didn't we, uh, isn't it like an obscenely low percentage of people that actually finish the campaign on Legendary? Most games, period. Yeah. Yeah, most yeah. games, period. Like, if you go through when you play on Reach, you can browse through people's service record, and you can see how, you know, they're, at least you couldn't Halo 3, yeah. you can see what they'd finished it on. You, you service, can do that in Reach also. I service do all records. The Whenever I'm, like, randomly matched up with people, I always look and see, did they finish campaign? What did they finish it on? Halo service 3? records are kind of fucked up, though. Like I have beat, I've beaten every Halo game on Legendary, and it doesn't show me record me as beating Reach or uh, Halo Three on Legendary. It shows me as heroic because I did some of it single player and some of it co op, mm-hmm. and uh, so it doesn't recognize that as being one complete yeah. Legendary run. All now, the way now on Reach, they've broken that out. You can see yeah. what your status is on solo and co op. The same problem with ODST. I was pretty sure. I was pretty sure on. Halo 3, they had it broken out too, but you're saying you had a heroic for each. Like, if you go and you look for Halo 3 and your reach thing, it'll, it'll say that I've only beaten it on heroic, and it's not true. I've beaten it on legendary. The big thing, I think, with um, the reach console was, how the hell would you deliver a console and that enormous legendary? That, that could be, that could have been the whole thing right there, right? I mean, that's like, yeah, that's fucking huge. And I'm thinking about it from just my perspective. I don't really, honestly, I'm not a toy kind of a guy. I don't really care much about the statue. I think it's cool, but I gave my statue to Monty because he loves having that stuff on his desk and gave another one to Jack. 
But uh, I'm more interested in the digital asset. That's the, and that was the flaming head that you can mm-hmm. have for multiplayer. I just I was more interested in that. So when you say what I pay seventy bucks, most of that seventy bucks is going for that statue, right? And that Halsey Journal. The Halsey Journal is awesome. Halsey Journal is pretty cool. And the digital thing, you know what I mean? So it's like, what do you include in the packaging? And if like if you had the Reach console and that statue in one package, I mean, you have to have a palette. Monty is so in love with that Halsey journal that he keeps it around like it's his journal. Like, he doesn't (laughs) – I always see it in his hand. Like, if he's walking around, he's got it in his hand or it's sitting next to him at the desk. That's like – I don't know. I think he he must just read it constantly. He he, he might think he he wrote it. At this point, yeah. It's great to see that that extra stuff. I think uh, Gus bought the whole series of Lost. And didn't it come with the journal of – Someone who was on the Black Rock. Yeah, it came it? with uh, some like some First notes, mates. a diary, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did cool. you? There read was it? also a hidden disc in that box set that what? they didn't tell you about. Yeah, really? that's pretty cool. I don't know if I showed it. I guess I didn't show it to you. Like when you open up the top of the box set, embossed on the bottom of the top is a map of the island. And I was like, oh, that's cool, but it's weird how it's kind of raised. I just kind of set it down and I looked through the rest of the rest the rest of the box set, and there was like a little toy onk in the box set. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I kind of twisted it, and I realized the onk came apart. And inside the onk was like a little scroll with like buttons you can press on your remote. And I was like, that's weird. And I looked at the map again, and I touched it. And I was like, this is really weird that it's not flush with the rest of the box. So I spun the map, and it spun, and it like popped off. And then behind the map, there was another disk with more bonus features. And then if you're watching the disk and you enter the code that was in the onk, it unlocks another menu option that you don't see unless you put that code in. All right, that's all. That's all very cool. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It's very clever. That must have been a fun experience to discover. No, yeah, that and stuff. it was, and it's and it's very true to the universe, and it was, he, it, was, it, was, it was it was really cool. He came in the morning that uh, the morning after he discovered that, like he was on fire. You were so excited. You were. Yeah. It, it was. He was like giddy. It was really in, cool. uh, he was showing at the Matt and I. In Revel- it was really really cool. In Revelation, if you leave the uh, main menu running, uh, Griff will pop out of the screen. So um, not as cool. Not after, <laughs> after the lost thing. Yeah, we have we, tons of Easter eggs. We have tons of Easter eggs, but we don't have like physical manufacturing yeah. Easter eggs. That's guess, pretty cool. I guess cool. that's the next level. That's the next level to take it to. You know, that's definitely like when they make a custom onk that you can unscrew. <laughs> you know, that's great if you're making, you know, 10 million units. You can maybe get a deal on those. It's like, hey, we need 12. <laughs> How much will that cost? All right, we should probably start wrapping things up here before too long. We've got a, got a full day ahead of us. There was a few more store items. I don't know if we, we talked about that. There was um, a couple new shirts and a poster, maybe? What uh, We got the Caboosisms poster. That seems to be doing very poster. well. Yeah, yeah, people like that. Um, the Take It Easy shirt. Um, I was uh, Tons of Griff merchandise this season. Mm-hmm. Protect Me Cone. I was born to Take Well, you know, this is, uh, this is your, your great season after you, uh, you took uh, off from production. There you go. Yeah. I got to focus all my time on, on acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's got all the weekly challenges so far on Reach? Uh, Do you have them? I have them all so far, I think. I don't I don't have all of them, no. No, I intentionally skipped one so I wouldn't feel the overwhelming need. Oh, wait. Was last week to beat a legendary do level? A, do a level in legendary? I, I didn't do it. Oh, you yeah. didn't do it? No, I didn't I wonder what that's down to now. Yeah, it's a good question. That'd be interesting. I'm sure, but, I'm sure they have that. All that information. They'll never stop. I'm more interested in the people who maybe who have finished all the daily challenges. I'm sure those somebody out there has. daily challenges are so great. They've gotten kind of nutty lately, though. There was one that was, I think, at seven multi kills in one match of multiplayer recently. Oh, wow. really? You'd, have, you'd have to do that in Rumble Pit. You can't really do that anywhere else. Yeah. It couldn't be firefight matchmaking. I, you know what? I, I, I'm going from memory here, and that's not a good way to do that. Crazy. You know, it's crazy. You s- or are we wrapping up? Have, yeah, there, yeah, have, wrapping up. have there been any scoring challenges yet? Not to my knowledge. I have not seen any scoring That's challenges. interesting that you bring that up, because scoring was such a big part of Halo 3. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Like, you and I went through and got all those scoring achievements together. Right. And had 
more fun doing that than I did just playing through the campaign. Like, there's something really satisfying about that scoring stuff. Scoring's weird, too, because it's like, I'm not sure if I should ever turn it on. Just Why wouldn't you just always turn it on? Yeah, I, I keep it on constantly. Is it just to give you less information when you're playing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to see. It's, it's, I mean, it gives you indicators like you got a headshot and yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. It's important, but I don't think it's really clear how it affects it. Like, does it count as, like, if I turn on scoring, it says it'll, you'll lose your progress in the level. That kind of thing, like when you, when you change skulls. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Can I ask something real quick, or am I going to get cut off in editing? Ask. Um, with the way Bungie does their stuff and a lot of other games give you all the extra content and challenges and stuff, do you see that more in American games than Japanese? Because I saw a few weeks ago there was like a, a Japanese developer that was criticizing the Japanese industry for not innovating and not kind of keeping up with the ingenuity of uh, American studios. I recently read that the main difference between American gamers and Japanese gamers is that Japanese gamers don't want to play games socially. That it's a private experience, more so. Mm-hmm. And that it's not, like, it's more integrated in their culture, but they're not interested in the competitive parts of it as much as we, we are here. Mm-hmm. And really, aren't all those things just another way of having competition? Like, aren't achievements really just a way to have competition in single player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are a very competitive society. And also, social. Yeah, and social. In, in that sense. But, um, yeah, like... Oh, that's so, interesting. Like, Final Fantasy is, is, you can play all the way through every Final Fantasy, spend the equivalent of a month of your life playing through all those games, maybe two or three months of your life, at and least. nobody would know it. It's just, you just talk to them about it. You How know? much do you think is the communicator and the fact that you can actually hear people and talk shit and get frustrated? I think it's a different... Yeah. A different component altogether. That dissuades me from playing mm. online sometimes. I will say I haven't run into any of that on Reach yet. No, right? Well, do you did you use your uh, your tone settings? Yeah, my profile stuff. Profile, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I did that too. That seems to be working awesome. It's working fantastic. I haven't run across any dickheads at all. That's great. Well, I, I, I intentionally put I want to play with people who are quiet because I don't ever use my headset. And I almost never get put in a game with people with a headset. You know where if you don't use a headset you get fucked is in Left 4 Dead. If you show up in a random match, uh, like in a pregame lobby, and you don't have a headset connected, they will boot you every yeah, time. As well you can't even play. You You're right that you have to communicate. You have to communicate. Left but dead. it's impossible to even get into a game without a headset. I, I mean, you don't. It's not only the fact that you don't want a guy in your team you can't hear because you look you look back and he's got a hunter on him. And he's been like you have that no idea. For yeah, five minutes now. It's the same way. Like if I'm playing firefight, I don't want to play with someone who doesn't have a headset. Man, firefight yeah. matchmaking. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like. That's a more co-op experience. You know, I feel like 10% of PlayStation users use a headset because it's fucking frustrating and difficult to actually get it working. Yeah. I'm guessing the dynamic between the two systems. I got that headset. It's a, it's a Bluetooth headset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got a plug-in charging at home, and I just I don't think I'd ever put it on. I think yeah. you and I are in the same boat. I have that headset, too. I've never fucking used it. I bought it because I was like, I'm going to play Uncharted 2 online. I'm going to do all this. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. None of that. What's, right. what's PS2 got in front of it? They got the PS3. Move. PS3. I'm sorry, PS3 got in front of it. They had the Move come out, and that didn't seem to be... Is it already it's out? Not, it's not yeah. out. It's not. Yeah, it came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. It's been out. Really? You're the PS3 fanboy. You didn't even know it was out? No, I didn't know it was you out. Can get, you can order it right now. You can walk into a game and buy it today. I had they, they no just, idea They just kind of took the Wii technology and made it a lot better, but I don't think that's going to really excite anybody. I did read that it's significantly better than the Wii technology. Yeah, I mean, the technology just works a lot better. Well, it's more I, like motion here's, capture. Like here's we the use. problem, and the problem we, we'll probably see with the Kinect for a while is that there's no core games for that technology yet. Mm-hmm. And people that, people that like, core gamers just aren't, realistically aren't going to care about, you know, the next Wii Fit version for the Xbox or for the PS3 or the archery game or any of that shit. It just doesn't appeal to so, us. You know, the move came out September 17th. It's been Man, out almost a whole month. I that's crazy. I read joystick and Kotaku all day, every day, as a part of you know my job for Chima Hunter, and I had no idea. 
How long till a Japanese sex game with a Kinect? Well, hopefully very soon. Okay. With the Kinect? Oh, with Kinect from yeah. Xbox. <laughs> I, you know, that's the other thing, too, is the Xbox isn't really hit in Japan the way it is here. Yeah. You know? Like, PS3 having moved might be one of the biggest stories in Japan right now. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It could be huge over there. Just wouldn't know it. Yeah. Hey, do we want to – we got off of events. Do we want to talk about those events, like read over the calendar real quick? Uh, I, I, I said we should uh, we should wait till we have some more solid information. Okay. We should just let people know that we will be out there, and we'll, we'll have a full list soon, as the, soon as we can talk to those people. And the, the first one is what's starting about March of next year? Or? Yeah, February, February March. End of February. Year. It looks like we'll be in Australia. We'll go March through November, I think, on events. If year. you know of a good convention in the U.K., we would love to know about it because we have not found – a good, right? right. Yes, no, no event. We, no, no, we cannot find a good. Let's event. just go to yeah. Gennino's house. And if we, yeah, I was gonna say, if we can't find one, we'll run one in Gav's backyard. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, let's wrap this up for sure. Okay. Woo-hoo. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Bye.